talk already. <laughs> it sounds like someone's jerking off with sleigh bells on their wrists. Well, that's a terrible start to the show. Well, this is the Dave and Neil podcast, uh, formerly called the Music Podcast with Dave and Neil, but we're taking over the Christmas special. <laughs> my antlers already ruined 30 seconds in. You're breaking my antlers. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We are doing a Christmas special. Uh, we are wearing antlers. You are going to be hearing jangling snow bells throughout the day. Uh, and we've got a very special guest here in the uh, in the studio. Vienna the, People's Vienna Studio. Vienna People's Studio, the beautiful, beautiful studio. Uh, Novak from the Polish Club. Welcome, sir. Thank you for having me. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for begrudgingly putting those antlers on. I mean, like, it wasn't begrudgingly. I, was like, I guess I'll wear the fucking I mean, <laughs> we, we did chat to you guys very briefly on the on the red carpet at the yes, Arias. Yes, sorry and about there, that. There was a discussion about whether or not... Polish Club hates Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have just released an EP that is Christmas themed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Know, maybe this is the time we need like a definitive, definitive answer. Where do you guys stand? What's your uh, uh, policy position on Christmas? Definitively halfway between. I hate it and I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm okay with it. I don't right. know. Um, it's. It's never one or the other. It's kind of always somewhere in between. I go in peaks and troughs, you know, sure. through um, through all the family engagements and whatnot. Sometimes yeah. I hate it. Sometimes yeah. I love it. Depends how drunk I am. I think I think there are like there are parts of Christmas that everyone universally hates. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, if you ever worked in retail, there are songs that you will forever despise. Man, I don't know how people like in retail stores and like supermarkets. There's like six songs on repeat. Yeah. I don't know how you would survive that. I've I've got one friend who her entire shtick during Christmas is just posting videos of her um, staring into the camera while Christmas music plays in the background. Yeah, just just smoking, um, and she'll <laughs> do like fifteen videos of those over the course of December. Yeah, I don't know who actually likes Christmas carols. I mean, there's some that are good. The the non public domain ones, I think. <laughs> yeah, tend to be yeah that's how you decide. Yeah, but like, um. I don't know. I think it's something we've just kind of forced upon ourselves and kind of take as a granted thing. Mm. But um, I hate them. You did a fun yeah. spiel on Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas, though. Because that's a good song. Yeah, we're all in that's, that's, that's a great song. Yeah, Christmas even, banger. Yeah. yeah, even if it wasn't about Christmas, it'd be a good song. Yeah. But um, yeah. that's because Mariah Carey's a genius. Mm. Um, but I can live without Jingle Bells and Silent Night and all that bullshit. Yeah, that's true. But it's Unlike- fine. There's worse things. Well, I mean, Sia's just done like a whole Christmas album of like original Christmas tracks. Mm. Apparently it's bad. Oh, really? I, I haven't listened, listened to it, to it yet. I, well, <laughs> I've <laughs> overheard some of it and it sounds like Sia, which is fine. But um, I don't know. A whole album of Christmas songs might be a step too yeah, I mean, far like, for I like me. the impulse. Think, but think of your favorite band. Imagine if they were like, oh, we're going to release the entire original Christmas album. I'd be, I'd be open. I'd be curious about that. I but think. I think, like, if it's your favorite band, like, they can do no wrong. That's like Kendrick yeah. doing, or like, or like Kanye West doing, like a Christmas album. Like, I would love, <laughs> I would kill someone to see, hear a Kanye West Christmas album. Yeah, no, that's can fair. you imagine that? I, I feel like that. they could do an anything album, and it would be fine. And it depends who's it. doing it. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. There, so there are no, there are there are no rules about about Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> I've just lost the antlers. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking I'm mine. Taking off. That's um. It's cutting off the solidarity, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm not taking mine off. Well, you've bro- it's already yours are broken. It's already anyway, broken. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> carry on with the podcast, please, Dave. Take it from there. 
Well, uh, look, I've got some personal things I'd like to talk about. Mm. Um, oh, to go to chess. I'd love right. to. Well, not personal, just things that, um, <laughs> that, are, that are bugging me. Um, and I want to actually to get your input on this. Uh, go mate. for it. Um, so it's been announced, um, I just read today, uh, right before we came in, uh, actually, that, that Mr. Ryan Reynolds has been announced as the voice um, of Pikachu. Pikachu. Yeah. yeah, you read that. In what? The, uh, That's in animation, the though, right? Movie. Well, they're doing mocap. They're going, they're going real for it. So they're doing mocap of Ryan Reynolds being Pikachu. So <laughs> I guess that's what's happening is that Ryan Reynolds is going to put on like the, the mocap ball suit and he's going to be hopping around um, being Pikachu as a detective. But wait, so this is like, because I'm stupid here. Mocap is like similar to like what the guy who does like Gollum and stuff and the yeah. people who do like Planet of the Apes. Like, so it's like whenever you see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I should know. So that. it's like whenever you see like a BTS like behind the scenes kind of deal, and like you got some guy walking around like a black skivvy with a whole bunch of like ping pong balls on it. That's yeah, like well, the mocap. Yeah. It's like what they do for video games and stuff. Yeah, right. but like Detective Pikachu was yeah. he? Has he always been a detective? I'm not a big Pokemon guy. Well, um, him and Ash look Ketchum at, always used to solve. I mean, they, they were always they were always like <laughs> Is getting that the there. Thing? They're, they're always, always getting their like, nose into, into business. Brock's lost his backpack. We'll find it. Like, yeah. Like they're always like on some sort of adventure, but they, they weren't specifically like PIs. I thought they just like fought other Pokemons. Well, they, they, that, was, that was their general deal. But apparently what this is based off is something that I'm not even sure if we even got in Australia, but it was like a Japanese kind of Pokemon spinoff, which was like, uh, like a, a, a spinoff, which was just Pikachu, mm. a smart Pikachu solving crimes. It was basically like Sherlock Holmes if Sherlock Holmes was, <laughs> was Pikachu. Right. Um, it is run around like um, sort of like a Curious George situation, um, <laughs> sort of solving crimes, getting up to mischief, um, all sorts of stuff. And so now this they're, is the they're first, making a real like, version. Gaijin white boy Pokemon movie, right? Yeah. I yeah. call bullshit because like Pikachu's a big deal. Like imagine if like, they're like, hey guys, we're doing the Simpsons mocap. Sorry, Dan Castellaneta, we're using... Steve Martin like you can't do that and that's my thing like I mean like that was where I, what I wanted to raise initially was that obviously Ryan Reynolds you know lovely guy funny dude um, he's gonna have one line in this whole movie it's gonna be Pikachu Pika. yeah, yeah okay, but his voice is he's probably Pika. Pika. Pikachu doesn't talk yeah, that's, right that's he just makes he will then. If, if, so this is just essentially like a PR move where they're like hey we got Ryan Reynolds and then Ryan Reynolds comes into the studio he does two lines and they like, just repeat Pika, it Pika. Yeah, yeah and that's the whole thing nice no, if they're not gonna make him talk then well, if they like have what? Pikachu, hey, talking. I'm Pikachu. Yeah. What's going on? Come let's on, solve guys, some let's, go solve things. Yeah. <laughs> let's go solve some crimes. <laughs> so I'll boycott. Pokemon. I'll boycott the shit out. If that's yeah. what they do, I'll, I'll boycott that. Yeah. I don't think you want to be the guy who boycotts the Pokemon movie because that's I, just I'll start, embarrassing. I'll start the boycott. <laughs> I've, I mean, I don't know what sort of reach we have here, but but I feel like we can start a movement. I'm assuming that's going to be a children's movie as well. Well, okay. I think you're. I don't know. You know I'm just. I, I'm nostalgia is a thing. So sure, that is, yeah, yeah. Pokemon's still going, is it? Yeah, yeah for kids. I yeah. mean, did you play it as a kid? Oh, of course I did. Do you still play it now? I would still play the Game Boy versions. Just don't have a Game Boy. Yeah, anymore. if if they release the Game Boy versions on my mobile phone, right? I'd be. Into it's that. amazing that there's no. Is there no Pokemon mobile app? I mean, they they released Pokemon Go a little you, while ago, and you which was that Pokemon Go a lot. No, but like I, I mean, I a it, proper, but not like a not like a real counts. game. Yeah. Yeah. But not like a proper Pokemon game game. Not yet. No. It's weird that they haven't done that. Isn't that weird? They've got like all the Sonic the Hedgehogs on. Um, <laughs> it's on, all there. On everything. Yeah. Yeah, and it's awesome. And they like, oh, really? Yeah. They it's make... well, it's exactly the same as like Sonic One and Two. They'd make yes. good money from. They make they make crazy money from re-releasing those games. Yeah. Mm. Stupid Nintendo. Well, whatever. idiots. Well, they tried with Super Mario, and that kind of sucked. Oh really? Well, they charged like fourteen dollars for it first of all, which you can't do for an app. That's, That's unreasonable. Bullshit. Sure. sure. Yeah. But whatever. 
It's well, um, we, um, like Dave mentioned before, we caught up with you at the Arias. Mm. How did the night go? Because, I mean, the two takeaways that I remember when we spoke to you were, A, you're going to get really drunk, and yeah. B, was it you or was it one of you vomited on next to a me. wiggle? Yeah. You vomited next to a wiggle. Last year, previous yeah. this year. Yeah. I caught I've up with Murray. I've grown up since then, guys. I've taken the thing. I saw Murray at the Arias, uh, and he didn't remember. Um, so it's all good. Blank slate. I didn't <laughs> yeah. vomit this time. I went home at a very reasonable night. Congratulations. Hour. That's... This is a really long day, and it was hot as shit, as mm. I'm sure you saw when I spoke to you guys. Mm. Oh, we were um, like spitzing the whole day. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's my fault for wearing all black and like three layers of black. You mm. got to look good. I, I looked that. great, yeah. but <laughs> totally. I didn't feel great. <laughs> I looked great for about four minutes until I started sweating. Yeah. Yeah. And every video of me is like me wiping my face. Yeah. And I just look distressed. Paul, you probably just look so nervous, but it was just, it's just I was the opposite of nervous. Yeah. I was just wanting to just power through. Yeah. Just let us but let it was me fine. How did, you, um, how did you find the the Aries in general? Like any surprises for you? Any? Uh, not really. I mean, first of all, they basically Dickie Wilkins opens up the whole thing by going, we've streamlined it this year. It's going to be really efficient and short. And six hours later, everyone's going fire. That is the longest thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And even people I spoke to who saw it on television were like, it's like a song, an award, and then an ad break mm. for like two hours, which makes it feel like 10 hours. Yeah. So it kind of yeah. defeats the purpose. But um, I had a good time, you know, dicking around and sitting next to a bottle of wine it was fine mm. uh but surprises no everyone knew amy shark was going to win a bunch everyone knew gang of views was going to win a bunch they deserve it but yeah well i mean amy sharks was an ep for an album but still <laughs> the one she won she deserved yeah um so yeah i don't know i think it was pretty much how everyone thought it would go right yeah. what's a surprising thing at the arias nowadays nothing yeah, Someone a quick does show would be a yeah, This year was like pretty, yeah, pretty controversy free. I mean, like we we were stuck in the um in the media room. Like, what were the what were the performances like? Like, um, horses, the bang of the day sort of went off where we were. But we were literally just pretty much we may as well have been at home watching it on TV. <laughs> yeah. Our sort of like you know proximity to the performance. Well, like, I how mean, did it go like, in the room? first and foremost, it's like constructed to be good on television yeah. or to be palatable on television so people aren't really i'm sure the front of house guy isn't mixing for a good live show for the audience because a everyone's shit-faced yeah b no one really cares yeah and c it's for television so yeah. you can't really hear anything when people play but like this this it was a good show on stage there was pyrotechnics and whatnot and it was fucking loud like what was it um it was that acdc tribute that Jimmy Barnes Jimmy did. Jimmy Barnes yeah. did. Mm -hmm. It blew my face off. I don't know if it was good or not because it yeah. was crazy loud. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't make anything out. But um, I don't know. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen I've seen better shows. I've seen worse shows. But yeah. like considering what they have to do for it, they can't really win. Mm. How mm. they what what can they do to the Arias to knock it out of the park? Nothing. I mean, their go to is just always just get a giant fuck off big artist like a Harry Styles or a Lord. I think. Last yeah, year. but who gives a shit about Harry? Like, <laughs> well, he, uh, hold your boat. He did win the uh, the best international act, oh, mate. Yeah. Uh, can you so if he didn't win it. <laughs> That's the best part is that every year it's struck. I'm pretty sure James... I just, I just love how every single person in that room is just like, oh, well, 
That's uh didn't see that coming. Well, what was like last like, year? It's not, like, a last year, Ed Sheeran was the big guest, and he won the National Act Award. It's funny that happened. James Blunt brought it out, and like he actually literally made a joke. He was like, you know, oh, this award was definitely not designed for this next guest. Like he made a joke. Of course it is. Yeah, of course it fucking is. But like, it, does anyone care? Does anyone really care <laughs> about the awards in general? Or that no, particular? about about. Harry Styles winning an, uh, about an international he award at the Australian Record Association Award. Can you do the British accent? He said, thanks, Australia. He's like, I, I didn't actually... All right, mate. Yeah. Thanks right, a yeah. lot. <laughs> I have no idea. I love, I love getting this award. I'm going to put it next to my other awards. Goodbye. Thank you. He didn't I, even say I, that. I really, he was I like, know, bye. thank you so much. Bye. And there was like, like, doesn't wow. it a little bit kind of lessen the... Like, doesn't it kind of cheapen the arias in general the fact that like there's sort of this one award which they put you know alongside the categories of all the other awards and they I don't kind of know. say this is the fake award we all agree <laughs> that this is like the bullshit award but this it's right next that to Harry the awards Styles that we say aren't bullshit later. yeah I don't think you're gonna cheapen the ones that actually matter sure um, people just ignore half of the, the fucking awards don't even make the broadcast yeah so you know, the big ones are always going to be the big ones and they're always going to mean something, especially to the artists who win and the industry yeah. who's watching, especially the label people who are sitting there and applauding the people that they've signed. Mm. But um, the international one's completely redundant. And I don't think anyone was going there going, oh, man, if, <laughs> if they didn't... No, if, if they didn't get Harry Styles, I totally wouldn't have shown up. No one cares. Can you yeah. imagine, like, just for argument's sake, can you imagine if like, Harry Styles didn't win that award? Like, he's just sitting in the crowd, like, Bruno Mars! And there's just like little video packages like, for Rinomars and Harry's just like, seriously? Harry wouldn't have cared. He, Harry doesn't give a shit. But that's why, like, that's, that's why he's paid. there. Yeah, it's just yeah. like he's there Good to perform. Him. He's there to get an award that no one cares about. I, it, to me, it, it feels like so a tacky. waste of money. Yeah, mm. it just feels so tacky. But whatever, you know, they feel like they need to do it. It's like a, a small puppy syndrome thing, mm. you know. Yeah. We've got real stars here. <laughs> yeah, Forget yeah, exactly. about Gang of Views. <laughs> yeah. We've got a real act here. Well, I did, like, I thought the TV yeah. I thought it was the, really interesting TV, yeah. actually that because usually best album closes the show. Sure. It did not this time. The song of the year did, which did it? again, song of the year is kind of like even when we had Guy Sebastian on the other week, he's like it's kind of the award that doesn't really matter. It's song of the year. It's kind of it's peer voted and that closed the show. It was like did they not think the game what, what games did, were big enough? What did uh, Guy Sebastian think did matter? <laughs> you know, the album of the year is your artist, the breakout. I think as far as he said, the song of the year is kind of considered the fun, fluff one that everyone gets a vote on, whereas the actual other ones. Uh... I disagree. I think no one gives a shit about albums anymore. Mm. Ask the average person who is watching the Arias. Ask one of the Harry Styles crazy fans in the in the rafters which album they really liked this year. Mm. Uh, and they wouldn't be able to tell you, but they'd be like, man, that Amy Shark Adore song is a legit mm. banger. Because mm. mm. that's all that matters now, because mm. that's what gets played on the radio. That's what people will spend money on, because they don't have to buy the album. They can buy the song. They can stream the song. They'll add it to their Spotify playlist. They won't even bother listening to the rest of the album. Mm. So as far as I'm concerned, albums are for the artists. Albums are for the labels. Albums are for... It's just something that legitimizes an act to go... Look, we've done this. Mm, and it's got sure. the support of the label, and it's it's a nice, neat little package that summarizes us. But if your single gets on radio and it's like number one played on Triple J or even commercial radio, mm. that is where the money is. That's where the fans are, and that's mm. what gets you actual, tangible results to your career, but, rather than like fifteen songs that no one ever listens. But like, to. what's the trickle on of that? Because like, obviously, you know. So much of the financial side of of making music now is 
into gigging, into mm. into live performance. Like, it, I you know you, I've been to gigs where everyone knows that one song that's being played on the radio, and I've been to gigs where everyone's listening to the whole album. Mm. And the second type is the better type. The second type are the are the, the bands that are filling venues over and over and totally. over again. They're the ones who will spend money on your band. And I'm not saying that albums are completely useless. Because you're right, the frothers, as John and I like to call it, <laughs> they listen to everything over and over and over again. Yeah. But in order to get those guys through the door and to get those guys' ears paying attention to your music, it's going to be that single that they yeah, hear that, on the radio. That banger that brings people so in. both have their value, mm. but like the immediate thing that is super important is writing one really good song. Mm. Sure. To kick to kickstart things for you. When, when you're writing sort of like a, a collection of work or a, or a body of work, mm. it, during that process, are you kind of like any of these songs could be that song? Or do you kind of know early on, hey, this could be that song, that's one we're going to focus on? No, we have no idea. We just pick a collection of the best songs and however many songs that might be, they may be five and we'll do an EP or they mm. may be, you know, 20 and we'll do an album. Um but usually the single doesn't come until everything's tracked and mixed. And then you're like, oh, that one came up pretty well. Sometimes yeah. you have an idea of the kind of song that'll be a single because it's more often than not uh, like a fun, poppy, catchy song. Yeah. Or like an emotional s slow jam or something. And, you know, there's obvious, f not filler, but obvious album tracks where sure. you do something a bit different and you know that people will like it who are already your fans, but it's not really going to spread out and get you new fans necessarily. So mm. it, it becomes clear early in the game which ones are the type of songs that might be a single, but as to like which specific one will be, you it's usually after everything's done and you're like, it's that one. Yeah, totally. Because the thing that I always find really interesting is is how sort of anachronistic the single might be to the rest of the album. Yeah. Like, you know, you sort of hear a single and you're like, oh, cool. Like, that's that's really interesting. Um, or like, if it's a band you know and love, you're like, oh, that's not what I expected from them. And then you go back to the album and it's that one song that kind of feels like it's sitting outside of the album. I'm always curious about whether that was kind of born differently or if it was mm. just kind of that one outlier. Well, I think it depends what kind of act you are. So like, if you're, say, um, a pop star like Beyonce or Rihanna or someone... Um, you're probably going to have a whole team of songwriters and even different producers, which is fine. That's how pop works uh, to a certain amount of people, which is why there'll be an outlier where you're like, damn, this single sounds nothing like these, these mm. other songs. It's like because bloody Dr. Luke oh, produced man. 12 of them and some random other producer produced that one song. Mm. But it's easier for uh, a more traditional like rock band because we just write all our songs in together, just us in the same session usually or in the same group of time. And more often than not, they'll sound like they fit together because it's the same personnel and it's the same producer we've had since you know the the first EP that we did. Well, not really, but you know, <laughs> more often than not, it's the same people. Um, so I don't know. I think it, it's easier to kind of forget about that and still have everything sound like it makes sense mm. for someone like us. But it, it must be a lot harder for like solo artists who have to pick a team of whoever's right for this song and worry about whether it fit, 
fits with everything else. I don't know. But that's that also might be a more fun thing to do because you get to experiment a lot more and, and mm. trust other people to change your music. And it kind of plays back to, to what we are saying before about we are more and more so living in a world where mm. you can just release single after single after single and, and yeah. that can be your your bread and butter. And if you have different writers in every song, you know. We're living um, in a world where you can have an EP and it gets nominated for Best Album. Yeah. So, I, be that as it may. Well, because, I mean, that was, remember the, was it last year or the year before the big controversy was like King Gizzard were nominated in the hard rock category? Mm. And everyone was kind of like, I think it was the, how many Affliction Boys were like, hang on, not a knock against King Gizzard, they are not a fucking hard rock band. And there was this massive controversy, like Ari had to like release a statement about it. I, who f- fucking cares? I mean, <laughs> what's hard you rock? You should just come it's, in to solve every issue. Yeah, like, just fuck off. Like, no, yeah. guys. This so, is dumb. We all th- this is all dumb. <laughs> so, Just like, are <laughs> are the Amity Affliction sitting there going, man? None of our kind of bands are getting nominated for arias. It really devalues what we like. Who fuck? Like, are they sitting around writing their songs, hoping for mm. recognition from the most commercial thing <laughs> in the world yeah. or in Australia? Yeah, it's like you can't base your merit of your music on something that is from a completely different world. And case in point, the fact that King Gizzard is considered hard rock. It just goes to show that it's irrelevant for, mm. <laughs> for King... It's irrelevant for King Gizzard. I'm mm. sure they don't give a shit. Mm. It's irrelevant for Amity Affliction. They shouldn't give a shit. <laughs> and it's irrelevant for any hard rock band because yeah. they don't know what hard rock is. Yeah. But also, who cares? What's hard <laughs> rock? Literally, like, take the words. It's rock. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Do they have g- distorted guitars? Yeah. Are they going for it? I reckon they are. I don't know that much King Gizzard. There's, like, a billion songs of theirs I've listened to, like, two. But what I've heard, there's, like, fucking weird tunings, and it's all, it's like, it can get pretty dark, it can get pretty psychedelic. It's hard enough rock for me to call it hard rock. Yeah. yeah. There was a call it the metal award. Yeah. yeah. Call it, that, I think call that's it the hardcore you award. Should make, you should make a metal or a, a post-hardcore, whatever. And they totally should, because that scene is way bigger than the rock scene. (laughs) Way bigger and way more passionate. So in terms of like popularity, which let's face it, the Arias is there to acknowledge the popularity of a lot of bands. Mm. Of course there should be like a hardcore or Mm. a metal or any of those fucking subgenres that I don't know what they're called. Mm. Because it's more popular than rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, like there was was this article... uh, today in the Batuta, um, which was a uh, bloke from Shepparton wins best urban, out, best urban album, uh, of course, referring to Briggs, uh, who's from the country, uh, <laughs> winning, urban is winning the best urban album. label <laughs> of any genre in the world. Like, yeah. First of all, it's vaguely racist. It's like super racially charged. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and it, but it doesn't even make any sense in any way if you even try to make it not racist. Yeah. Yeah. The it's whole like, thing is genres just stuck are dumb. In... <laughs> genres are fine, but like they they should keep up with the times. Mm, sure, you know? like there's value in kind of finding a place for something because it's hard to kind of navigate the world of music when you're not like obsessed with everything and you can describe everything as you see it. You kind of need to come compartmentalize everything and sure. have a place for stuff. And but surely we're at a point now where there are too many compartments for award categories. Yeah, but. I mean, what else? What's the alternative? I don't know. What's just, the solution? Just, just let me choose my favorite artist. musicians of the year. I'll yeah, yeah, point out, uh, hand out pointy statues, and we'll uh, we'll call it a day. <laughs> because because we're of the agreement that 
how the the awards and categories and all the rest can kind of just be overplayed. Are there acts that you're listening to right now where you're like, how the fuck are these guys not getting more airplay based on their talent, not based on are they selling? Who are you loving right now? Uh, I don't really know. I did that whole Spotify thing where um, it tells you what you listened to in the past year. Yeah. And mine were like the strokes the eagles queens of the stone age i've not really listened to that much new music mm -hmm. yeah. the only new music i listen to is the stuff that they play on triple j and in that world because i'm fascinated by the people that we are contemporaries of and so like i like to know what's going on around there but in terms of like injustice and who people should be listening to i don't know yeah. Just just listen to music. Listen what you want to listen Open to. your Spotify, look at the best new music or whatever, and just, just find something. Mm. Listen to community radio. We're it's community not radio. my job to tell people what to listen to. Yeah. I love the shittest music. <laughs> and and when, like, fuck off, like, when we were on community radio, we literally just played top 40. You played top 40 and I played whatever was on Triple J. Yeah, whoever was, like, there was, whoever there was, was behind no the decks, yeah, there was no consistency. There was no newfound music. One week Which it was like... We did community radio. One week it was like Blink and... Phil Collins, and the next week it was like, I've noted Kendrick Lamar and the National. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. There it's, was no. It was a very eclectic what, show, but we weren't we weren't station? like breaking down barriers. We I was ninety point five, alive ninety point five, uh, out in the hills, in the hills, ah, kind yeah. of out, out, out sort of Castle Hill way. Again, yeah. geographical. Now, where 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 did you raised born born uh, and raised? North Sydney Shore. Boy? Not, Not sure. sure. Yeah. Okay, so it's like a yeah. forty-minute drive. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've done. I've done some Castle Hill. Yeah, yeah. the done antenna some, Done some Beecroft, all that jazz. Beecroft, yeah. yeah. that's a place. Yeah, yeah. No, Beecroft, that's it's a place. It's fine. Yeah. Looks like Sydney. Yeah, <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> it's, it's all the same. Uh, it's. Uh, it feels like a little. Every time I go back there, it just feels like I'm in a bubble, like a really specific, mm. <laughs> yeah, specific bubble. Um, but uh, you know, memories, right? Yeah, sure. What a place. There's like rich people up there and stuff. Mm. Yeah. It's also the Bible Belt. You guys have yeah, the country. Yeah, so I hear. Yeah. You yeah, guys yeah. have beaches though, so. I never go to the beach though. It's Ever? too, the parking's impossible and the public transport shit. Yeah. So <laughs> by the time I get there, I'm already, I've already got the shit <laughs> yeah. and everything. There's no, the going, there's no use going to the beach to relax if you're showing up. If it's pissy. the most unrelaxing thing to get there. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I understand now why people live by the beach because then it's amazing. You just walk yeah. outside and it's there. You get the best and of both worlds. It's a bit rich living in a city with some of the most beautiful beaches in the world uh, to say that I never go and it's too hard. <laughs> but it is way too hard. Yeah. Where are you living? Where are you living right now? I live near the airport in Botany. Okay. Like Botany's a beach? Uh, <laughs> Isn't it? There's a beach, oh, a but bay. it overlooks the port. Oh, good. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, that's not. If you like beautiful. dead fish and syringes, I do not. Ah, uh, it's a shame. It's not my thing. <laughs> it has its moments. If it hasn't <laughs> rained recently, it's usually okay. <laughs> but there's literally a sign if it has rain saying "Do not <laughs> swim here." This is a terrible. <laughs> swim here at your own risk. <laughs> <You'll> <laughs> death. Oh, yeah. Is it because obviously is it? Sorry, take two. Because Polish Club are on tour right now, is it easy for you guys to be settled when you're moving from city to city? And we just ragged on Sydney and how shit their beaches are. Wow, okay. I love Sydney. I um, Everyone loves Sydney here, but Neil. Send your hate mail to Oh, Neil. sorry. Were you at the Lockout Law rally? Well, <laughs> I wasn't. You go, when, you, when you love someone, you got to sit them down and tell them what you really think. Cut it out. And get them to, <laughs> to change the things that are bad about them so you can continue your relationship. And I don't know why I'm single. I don't know how uh, relationships wow, yeah. work. Uh, continue. <laughs> were you going to say something? What was the question? Touring. He even know. What's touring like? It's fine. Yeah. It's it's fun. There's um. I've said this like at every interview I've done recently, only because it's like 
really fresh in my mind. I've seen it around a couple of times recently where bands are like, yeah, it's really hard. It's hard, man. Like, you know, you don't get any sleep and you got to go to the airport all the time. And like, you don't, you don't even get a chance to see the city you're in. And it's just, it's fucking really hard, mm. which is bullshit. <laughs> It's fucking hard sitting at a desk five days a week for 10, 12 hour days. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Mm. Um, I love it. John loves it. It gets tiring, but life is tiring and we're tired anyways all the time. Um, to be able to travel um, on the company dollar and, uh, hmm. you know, see new cities and meet new people and get new fans and play live every day. Well, not every day, but every day we're on tour. It's it's um, it's what you get in a band for. It's what I got in a band for. Mm. I didn't get in a band to you know record music. I thought that's just a, a necessity. Mm. Mm. It's fun to actually establish a, a IRL connection with uh, new fans and old fans. Especially when you're playing, like you know, you guys just played Metro Theater, which is one of mm. the really cool venues in Sydney. Mm. Um, getting a, to these venues across from city to city and seeing these new fans is it. Does it get draining? Like, do you go on stage you're like, oh, okay, I gotta do this song again? Or, you know, is it just a whole It gets sense? draining, uh, like, in, up until the point constantly where we step on stage and then it's like, oh, yeah, this is sweet. Mm. This is the best. Mm. It's the best thing we do as a band. Um, it's incredible. It's kind of like the um, constant reminder that people give a shit. Because I don't care how many likes you get on Facebook or how many, con- what's your engagement rate, bro? I don't fucking care. <laughs> Uh, all that stuff is great if it works well because that's how you have to grow a band nowadays for better or for worse. But seeing a thousand people at the Metro, seeing in every word, is it's ridiculous. It's mm. amazing. It's like getting it's like a nice slap in the face. It's like wake, wake <laughs> up, you're in a band that mm. people care about. Yeah, which is like the point one percent of of music. No one gets to do that except yeah. a select really lucky few. So. It's the best, and it's super weird. We released, um, you know, the Christmas single. Um, we had Mariah Carey a cover and an original that we wrote. Um, it's called "I Hate You, But You Have to Stay on Christmas Day." <laughs> and um, we it's released about family. that. We released that last Thursday, yeah. the day before we had a show in Brisbane at the zoo, and we played it last song. And like a handful of people in the front row were singing every word, like. Even the first and second verse, which I don't even know that well. <laughs> I've never played it before. Yeah. I'm like, how the fuck do you know this song? We yeah. released it 24 hours ago. Yeah. And they're like, well, I've been listening to it all day. Wow. You guys are crazy. Awesome. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. You're weird, no, but thank it, you. It's great. Yeah. You know, um, I love it. It's the best part of being in a band. Mm. Yeah. I was going to mention as well, because I was looking at your tour dates. Um, you're actually playing with Stella Donnelly. And is it yeah. next week? So weird. Who's like just are you? You we met her at Big Sound, who yeah. has just fucking blown up in the last couple of months. Yeah, um, she's awesome. Have you have you played with her before? We played with Boat Show. Um, they played with us and the Preachers uh, in Perth, and they were incredible. And she's such a lovely girl. I can't wait to see her by herself live because I've never seen her mm. as Stella Donnelly. Um, but she is like super legit now so i feel like we've kind of insulted her by <laughs> having her open for us in perth but yeah. you know that's how quickly things can move because yeah, we booked yeah. the supports um before we even announced the tour mm. because we just like to be like here's the whole tour 
and no one can contact us and ask us. Mm. It's like we've curated this. We've chosen bands that we actually like. We got Diet from Melbourne and West Everton doing all the shows except Stella Donnelly in Perth. Um, and yeah, it's it's we've been so lucky with all of our supports to the point where uh, Maddie Jane, who was on our last tour, mm. um, bloody West Everton, they're all bloody playing falls. We're yeah. not even playing falls. Maddie just supported your mate Harry as well. I know, yeah, because she's awesome. Yeah. We know what we're doing. (laughs) So like the answer to your previous question of who you listen to right now, who's like, who should people check out? Anyone who we ever play with, be it supporting or supporting us. Yeah. Uh, Because I I don't know, like our agent knows what she's doing. Casey Select, she's the fucking boss. Well, Novak, thank you so much for coming by, man. Thanks for having me. No, don't worry, dude. Thank you. Polish Club are playing uh, at the Croxton in Melbourne on Friday night. Then they're playing Adelaide Unibar next Friday, the 15th. All ages at Adelaide. Pop, pop. Yeah, yeah. Same for 16th in Perth? No. They're, uh, I don't know why. Perth, 18 and above. Yeah. Be 18 or get out. Uh, for all That's the right. dates, head over to the guide, Novak. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Bye. Christmas, everyone. Cheers. <laughs>